Welcome to the Your House, My House podcast. Our goal is to create a safe space for conversation, like like talking talking to your your best friends. Friends that have your back, that are encouraging, and that challenge you to not only improve your life, but yourself. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Your House, My House podcast. I am Madison. I'm Priscilla. And we are so excited to have you here on, well, have you here, have you listening to our podcast tonight? Um, We're just going to keep, I guess, continuing the trend of catching up with each other. Life has been craziness for both of us. Um, Things are moving really fast and a lot's been changing and being moved around. And there's, I feel like a lot of new updates every single week. So we're just going to carry on. Um, you know, and talk to each other like we normally typically would in person. So Priscilla, how are you? How is everything health-wise? How has the past couple of days been? Do you feel really good? Has it been um, not very good? Fill us in. Yeah, um, I guess overall, um, I've been pretty filled with anxiety, Um, I don't feel it now because I made some decisions that I needed to, um, such as leaving my job with Mary Barrier Photos, which I am sad about, um, but I also know I'm, it's just like a necessary step into what I need to do and who I need to become, and so um, that weighed on me, but now I'm feeling a little lighter. Um, I have been um, not so great with my um, health journey recently. Mm-hmm. Um, my weight is maintaining. Um, I think I mentioned it, but if I hadn't, but I think I did. Um, I got my period back um, yep. on October 5th. Still so um, excited for you with that. Yeah, so... I didn't want to lose too much progress, but I'm just getting that. I just kind of felt like a relief. So like maybe I'm kind of, I'm still trying to make healthier choices, but I've made some not so healthy choices. And we're just, yeah, we're in the, in the process of just kind of, um, continuing to work on my health journey. Um, even if I take little detours. So yeah, that's where I am at, um, overall doing pretty well. Um, I have a sleep test, um, tonight, which is Monday night, um, going into Tuesday when the podcast is released. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I don't want to be diagnosed with sleep apnea, but if I am, then that would explain why I'm tired all the time. (laughs) I remember my dad had to get tested for that and he ended up having it, um, but I remember for some reason, I don't know why I have this memory in my head. Um, my grandma, my grandmother, my great grandmother had to go get tested for it. We had to drop her off one night at Bella because they did the testing there. And um, she made some super funny comment to me. And now it's going to bother me because I can't remember what it was. But she ended up testing positive for sleep apnea. It actually did play a huge, I think, like positive role in just her sleep schedule in general. So same with my dad. I think a lot of people actually have it. It's a lot more common than I think we think it is. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was very interesting. I did get to see the area in Bellin where they have like those tests. I know my grandma has gone for sleep tests. She's not diagnosed with sleep apnea. I think she just has insomnia. Sorry, grandma. Or <laughs> still on the Sorry, grandma. <laughs> um, but so I knew that people had tests in those um, rooms and it was very interesting just kind of going into the rooms. I'm having an at-home sleep test. So I get this little thing, yeah. like a little elastic belt strapped around my chest, <laughs> and then a little thingy on my finger. And then I stick um, like one of those oxygen type things, although it's not pumping oxygen up my nose and then tape it on my face. And oh, yes. Oh, gosh. Pinch yes. it up under my chin and then yeah. I'm supposed to put like a little piece of tape on my finger, too. So oh, um, well, it'll be very well, interesting. Well, that sounds just lovely. What a way to we'll sleep see. at night. We'll no. see. So tell me um, about you, what is going on. Um, yeah, all the things. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's, I guess, first and foremost, I am officially a teacher. I'm officially a teacher. Thank you, Jesus. What a journey it has been. <laughs> seriously to get to me starting my first official in I guess in service day of school um but I on top of and you know all the great exciting news um I don't know if I fully went into detail about this on the podcast I'm sure I, I believe I've probably dipped my toes into it a little bit I think I've mentioned a few things um and what I'm talking about is me having to start genetic testing for, um, a cancerous gene that my dad has. And my sister and I both have a 50% chance of also testing positive. So, um, just a little bit of background info. My dad about five years ago got diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. Um, it was super unexpected. One of those things that kind of happened in my life that literally knocked the wind right out of us. Um, And his own dad, my grandfather, passed away from pancreatic cancer. And um, my grandfather's two sisters passed away from cancer and some of their children have had cancer and there's just a lot of cancer um, on my dad's side. So when my dad got diagnosed with colon cancer, His first cousin, Kim, was also battling um, cancer at the time, and um, I believe she also had colon a few years prior, and so I believe Kim started the genetic testing. She was the one that started, you know, there's got to be something that's going down the line here, Um, and there absolutely was. So she tested positive for a gene called the ATM mutation gene. Um, my dad went and got tested. He also tested positive for the ATM mutation gene. Um, and around this time, Kim ended up passing away from her cancer. So it's, it's been truly a journey. Um, it's something that, you know, I try, (laughs) I, I, I really do try and avoid at all costs, but 
I start, we, Sophie and I both start all of our stuff at 23. So I'm turning 23 in October and now it's all hitting me right in the face. It's all like, Oh, Nope, here we go. Um, and you know, I guess I'm trying to look at it in a positive light. Like it's amazing that we're already starting to testing that we have the ability to, to start testing at this age now when we're so young. Um, because say something were to pop up in our bodies, you know, we'd be so proactive on the testing and, um, um, you know, like doing your colonoscopies and mammograms and all the things that mm-hmm. something were to pop up, we would probably hopefully catch it early enough and we would be good to go. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's one of those things. It's very scary. Um, I think my biggest thing I struggle with for sure, um, is I'm very worried that my sister's going to get it and I won't. And that is something since the day I knew it was a possibility that has truly eaten me alive. Um, Because as a sister, like you'd want to protect your siblings at all costs. And I always pray that God gives me, God gives it to me over her. Um, So if, you know, that didn't end up happening and she were to get it over me. Um, I feel like I definitely struggle with a lot of guilt with that. Um, so I pray, obviously neither of us test positive. Um, but Lord, if one of us has to, please let it be me. Like, just please let it be me. I want to carry that burden so that she doesn't have to carry that burden. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, you know, there's so much to it. We'll have to start genetic counseling. Um, my children, if I test positive, also will have a 50% chance of testing positive. So it's just this insane process. And there's still more we're discovering with it. Like um, my dad could even have a second genetic uh, cancer gene. And yeah, it's real crazy. It's real insane. Um but we're, like I said, super blessed that we have the ability um, and the medical um, access to be proactive. So thank you, Lord, for that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pretty open to talking about it. Um, I think it helps me to not be so nervous about it. Um, from what I've discovered, a lot more people, I think, go through it than I realized. Um, which is super helpful because it can be a very lonely, um, can be a very lonely thing. A lot of people aren't able to relate to something like that. And it's something very heavy that you'll, that you just carry with you. Um, but you know, God, I always say God's got it and that he does. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, listening to you talk and I know that it comes from like such a place of like sisterly love um, when you say those things, um, about hoping that you have it instead of her, but like 50, 50 chance. And this is maybe, I feel like I'm one of seven and you mm-hmm. are one of two. two. Yeah. So your 50, 50 chance feels more like, oh, well, it's me or her, but in reality, you yeah. both could have it. Yeah, we both could have. We exactly. We both. You could both have could not, it. and I really hope mm-hmm. that you both don't, and that it just 
is able to end with you two. Yeah, I really hope so. From what we know so far, it doesn't skip generations. So it's so um, it like, you know, say my dad tests positive, Sophie and I test negative. Our kids will not have to worry about it, um, which which is amazing. Um, but if they have happen to have to, um, they're in the exact same boat as her and I are. So, mm-hmm. and who knows by then what will be increased medically wise, or you know what will be new and out there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. Well, I. Um love the way you always try to make things positive even though like that's incredibly hard but like trying to be grateful for at least the testing or that I think to myself a lot of people don't even have that you know a lot of people don't even have the access to even go and get tested a lot of people will have uh none of that um that's the word I'm looking for privilege to go and have the medical access to do those things. And Sophie and, our, Sophie and I both are extremely blessed um, that we do. And that we have the medical access to, you know, to be updated yearly, um, to be able to go and get treatments or testing done that we need. So, um, you know, in that, in that perspective, it, we are very blessed. We're very... Um, lucky that we have I guess the lifestyle that we do that would allow us to um do those things so Mm -hmm. yeah I like that I think that's good yeah and I I'm always like if anyone ever like I think a lot of people um you know when they talk to me about it I don't really know that they know what to say to me. Um, so if anyone seriously has any questions, like I'd be so totally open to answering them um, because I remember me having a lot of questions and don't be afraid to ask those things. What, speaking of which, what were some of the questions that you had Um because I mean, as I'm listening, I don't even know what questions like I would ask if that was something that happened to me. And I certainly don't know what questions to ask you. Um, I um, definitely love hearing about it and hearing yeah. like what you're going through, but I don't know how to, I guess, facilitate the conversation on such a deep topic. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, when I first, when we first got introduced to the gene, my dad, I think at this point had been fighting cancer for at least maybe four or five months. Um, and my dad's cancer journey was pretty rough. It was kind of one of those things that, um, I watched my grandpa suffer for two years and his was horrible uh and one of my biggest fears and anxieties was that one day my dad too would get it and so when that day when that nightmare um became a reality for me I took it extremely hard um 
you know, at the time when he first was in the process of chemo and first found out about, about the gene, I think, you know, I think we're so used to, uh, um, seeing, see cancer being as something that will, um, take life away from people. I mean, that was my first gut, you know, initial emotional reaction is, oh my God, my dad's going to die. Um, and did he have it? I mean, was, were there days where it, it wasn't good? Yes. There were so many days. Um, but that was my first question was if I have it, will I get cancer and will I die? Um, and no, that's not, that's not what will happen to me. At least I hope not. Um, basically it, 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 it increases my chances of, of getting the cancers that my dad has. Will it, will it, is it 110%? Yes, absolutely. You are going to have this at some point in your life. No, it's not. Um, but does it increase my chances by a lot? Yes, it does. Um, so I think just, you know, they said to my dad when he first, right before he took chemo, they set us all down as a family in the hospital. And um, they, they said to us, a big part of this fight is your men mentality, how you go about it. A lot of people, um, you know, get into this and mentally they give up and you cannot mentally give up. You cannot mentally say, Oh, I'm going to die. Or, Oh, I can't do this anymore. You are going to do it. And you're not going to die. And I think, um, ha just having that mental space of, knowing that this isn't going to be like an end all for you is huge. And we had to be that when my dad couldn't be that we had to be his voice of, Nope, you're, you're not going to give up. You're going to keep doing this. You got this. You have so much to live for. You have so much to fight for. And as hard as it was some days when he absolutely like physically couldn't do it anymore. I think having us as his mental um, cheerleader was a huge part in him being successful, um, in his cancer journey. Now, obviously there are cases where, um, it's, it's not the same for everybody. Um, but just to be consistent mentally throughout, just give it your all do as do as good as you can and never stop fighting. And, um, so yeah, that was a big part for me. Um, another huge one for Sophie and I was, and still very much is, is children. Um, you know, if I test positive, I'm also giving my kids the same, um, I don't want to call it a burden, but the same stressor that was put onto me. And that's a hard pill to swallow, right? Like you would want to want to give your kids you would want them to be as healthy and as free as possible. And so knowing that you could possibly give them something that would be um, super debilitating to them is, is hard. Um, but, you know, on the same playing field, my mom and dad were in the same boat as Sophie and I are now. So, and that didn't stop them from having I'd like to think two really amazing kids. 
Um, and so you just can't, I don't know, you just can't let it scary, but you can't let it stop you from living. Yeah, but did they know about it before they had you guys? No, no yeah. they didn't. So you have like an in a sense an extra burden mm-hmm. that you will carry maybe even when your baby is little. Yeah. Like of knowing yeah. what would potentially be for them in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, there there have been talks of like doing kind of like in vitro. Um, where Sophie and I could possibly have the chance of taking our eggs, put putting them under a microscope, discarding the ones that test positive for the gene, keeping the ones that don't, um, and then obviously like inseminating those and getting pregnant that way. Um, but, you know, I don't, it's, first of all, it's, so expensive like the 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 opportunity for us there is not there currently because of how expensive that would be to do um and you know this is something this is science that they already have where they could test an egg from what we've heard um but at the same time like I've I feel that like what if I'm playing God a little bit right like Oh, you're, here's this egg. You have this thing wrong with you. You're not worthy enough to, because that would be no different than somebody taking me or Sophie. You know what I mean? I get in my head about that. Um, yeah, there's so many levels. There's so many um, moving parts. And a lot of people like just think, oh yeah, you're getting tested for this cancer gene. Cool. Like, no, there's so much more to that. It affects so many parts of my life um yeah I guess that's a really interesting choice because like what you're talking about is like are you playing God and is there um an element of like literally taking it into your own hands yeah kind of and I understand like what you're saying is like are you taking away that sort of the chance but like we have so many eggs in our lifetime right right like <laughs> we can't have all of the eggs it's right exactly. yeah so um to an extent like even if you chose the eggs like how are you going to choose between the eggs that are good like how do you like right there like eeny meeny miny mo this egg <laughs> yeah you know? which one yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there still is some element of chance. I mean, yep. without having actually gone through it and without actually knowing, like, how many eggs you would produce and, like, what how many eggs they would test. But, like, I don't know. And yeah. even if you pick the perfect egg that does not have that G, it could still have something like Down syndrome, right? It could still have something else. Exactly. Down syndrome, CP, like... Mm-hmm ultimately we can't play God. We can try. Yeah, exactly. Um, Or you can try to do the best by your future children. I'm judging you neither way. I think it's really cool that the science is there to do that. Um, But either way, we don't get a real decision. Yeah. 
yeah, it's a, that, that, I think the child aspect of it is a huge, um, it's a huge, huge thing I think about, you know, especially since I am getting married in April and babies and all the fun things are heavily talked about currently. Um, this might sound like a weird conversation, but like mm -hmm. for a male, um, mm -hmm. would they be able to, like, say you had a brother, would they be able to test sperm for the? I feel like they could. I feel like there's gotta be yeah a yes to that. Um, there's gotta be. Okay, you know, I'm just curious. Now I have questions. That's a really good question. We, I mean, we don't, we didn't, we never thought about that because we there's only soap and I. So, but wow, yeah, that's a very good. It's a good question. I don't know. I would assume so. I would hope. I would hope so. Would I would hope so, right? I would hope so. Yeah. What's what's what gets me is like medically, I am so much my mom compared to my dad. Like my mom and I literally are identical. Um, with all of our medical history, all of our like everything I've gone through, my mom has already gone through it. And my sister is the one that is so similar to my dad. So, you know, mm. I think that, that obviously is not a deciding factor on which one of us gets the gene, but yeah. makes you wonder, you know, makes you wonder. Um, yeah, no, I've had similar thoughts in regards to my PCOS diagnosis and like how many women in my past generational line have experienced similar things yes you know yeah it's um so interesting to me so interesting and I was even like so this cancer gene comes from my dad's dad's family um my dad's mom healthy as a doornail like this woman is in her middle 80s you would look at her and never tell um she I it just boggles my mind. I pray I get some of her genetics. Um, but yeah, I don't, it's so interesting to me. I just find it to be so fascinating and so interesting. And it also makes me wonder, like, does that tie into um, your like ethnicity? Like my grandma is a full, full, full Czech, heavy Czech woman. And I, we call her our babishka. <laughs> or Bobby, I call her Bobby, B-A-B-I. Um, that's in Czech, the word for grandmother. And it makes you like, does that play a part in your, you know, medical history? Does some of, you know, having some of those genetics in certain parts of the world, does that play a huge part in your medical history? Something I just, I find so interesting and so fascinating. I feel like to probably some extent. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think maybe to, um, yeah, maybe to some extent. I also, I'm very curious um, in regards to things that we've done with our, um, just cleaning up our lifestyles. In yeah, and that too, see that that ties into this so much. Like, because- some things are genetic, but even when there's genetic things, there are still 
ways you can fight genetics. You don't exactly. choose your genetics, um, but you can give yourself the best fighting chance. Like, um, there's no doubt in my mind, like the different climates, the different environments that people live in, like in a sense, we don't think of ourselves as very adaptable people. Like maybe certain animals are designed for like the Arctic and certain yeah. animals are designed, yeah. designed for um, the tropics. Like we don't think of ourselves like that, but hey, other than like the extreme Arctics, we cover the entire globe and um, yeah there there has to be in some sense an environmental on top of the genetics so like it's so crazy how so many factors can tie into those kinds of things and it makes me wonder too where did this gene start like who had it who had it first then how did how how did they get it and now you're just like you know how did they get it who had it how is it being passed down, you know, so much. It's just it's fascinating. It's scary and it's interesting at the same time. Um, yeah. So um, I heard you say the name of the gene, but I should probably, um, in terms of for titling the podcast, but also for our listeners, yeah. um, ask how you spell the initials on the gene so it is the i'm gonna pull it up quick so i don't get it wrong atm so So capital a capital t capital m okay mutation gene all right well it sounds like it would be a lot of money it sounds like a rich mutation. I know, I know. Come on, ATM gene. Come on, girl. It it's what's crazy about it is um hold on. It says mutations in one copy of the ATM gene can increase the chance for you to develop certain types of cancer in your lifetime. You have an increased chance to develop female breast cancer about two to four times higher than the average woman. Pancreatic cancer, which is my grandfather had, my so his sisters had breast cancer. Um, prostate cancer and possibly other cancers. Love it. If you have a mutation, so like my dad does, biological parents, siblings, and children each have a 50% chance of having the same mutation. This means there's an equal chance that they will or won't have the mutation. Your distant family members may also be at risk for having the same mutation. Yep, all fun stuff. All fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, so interesting. So interesting. So interesting. So, yeah. Mm. Well, I, is there any other questions that you have? There was something that was on my mind, but then I lost it. Um, so I was, I, yeah, I'm just thinking about it all. And it's just, yeah, very interesting. As you said, it's kind of, it's kind of wild to think about. It really is. Yeah, totally. And listeners, if you happen to have any questions for me, I'd be happy to answer them. 
I know it uh, probably makes your brain, you know, makes it spin a little bit because it sure does for me. So, um, okay. I think, it, is there anything else you want to add, Priscilla? Are we good? Oh, we're good. Thank you for oh, sharing, okay. Madison. Yes, anytime. And thank you listeners for listening to us. We appreciate you. Did this resonate with you? Subscribe to our podcast today. Talk Talk soon. soon. So you're your host next week? Heck yeah. Can't wait.